0: Hi everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive Podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, the founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Ms. Stephanie Carey, who is the founder and CEO of the Etta Lloyd Walker Foundation. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Casey, for having me.
0: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am a wife and mother to two adorable children, one seven and one three-year-old. Give me all the joy in my life. <laughs> I also hold a master's degree in international business, and I have several years of professional experience. Um, as you mentioned, I'm also the founder and CEO of Etta Lloyd Walker Foundation. Um, I'm also from a little country in West Africa called Liberia. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll let you wait. I mean, I'll let you ask um, about my business or if you don't, if you want me to talk a little bit about it, I can as well. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about it. So about my business at the Lloyd Walker Foundation. Um, it was birthed back in 2017. Um, and named after my grand aunt, who was a nurse and dedicated her time to helping people. She was almost like the charity home in um, the community. And, and you know, who 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 else could I have thought of to, to name that found my foundation after other than her? Because she, the foundation, actually embodies who um, who she is. And you know, I actually felt called to do this at an early age when my peers would come up to me and ask me for help. And, you know, I don't know if they thought I could afford more or I was just bigger than them. I I don't know, but without thinking about it too much, you know, I would go and ask my mom for food or money or whatever it is that I could assist with. And I realized that every time I was able to help a friend um, with, you know, overcome an obstacle or just whatever it was in life, um, it, it really fulfilled me. So, you know, rather than just giving little helps here and there, I decided to just establish an organization. And so I registered it back in 2017 in Liberia and I did the same last year in the U.S. So we are a 501c3 organization and we Ooh. are ready to go. <laughs> yes, we also have, we have several programs. Um, we have the mentorship program. We have the scholarship program, which is exclusive to Liberia. Um, we also have the skills training program. And we also have the emergency assistance program. We are officially launching at the end of this month with 20 students in our um, scholarship program. So I'm super excited about that. can we? Wait. That is <laughs> awesome. It is now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so awesome.
0: I can't wait to just hear about their stories and everything. Oh, so, how totally. exciting! Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So, what exactly does the word "thriving" mean to you? And given what you do with the foundation, I'm really, really interested in hearing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So for me, hmm, thriving to me means discipline. Um, It means doing what needs to be done and not what you want to do. Um, Don't get me wrong. It's nice, you know, to do what you want to do, but it takes real discipline to do what needs to be done. So I will give a little example um, that I always give with eating healthy and working out. (laughs) Now, working out, you know, just like eating healthy, it requires a lot of discipline. Um, when we don't eat healthy, you know, sometimes it's easy for us to put up our workout routine, you know, for a day and or oh, I don't feel like eating spinach today. I, I My appetite calls for something else. But and then what happens when you when you continue to put out your workout, when you continue to um, eat the, the fast food, just because you're so tired to go into the kitchen or you're so tired to, to go to the gym or maybe even put on a YouTube channel to work out, you start getting fat, you start getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, your body isn't responding well anymore because you're not feeding it well. But when you're disciplined enough to go to that gym and achieve your health goals or go to the store and buy the proper meal for yourself and actually cook it your body starts to thank you um you you become a better version of yourself you perform better you think better you're able to um comprehend better you become wiser because you're feeding your brain you're well rested and so you know when you're able to showcase a version of yourself through being disciplined um you thrive more so you know for me um you know for me Thriving, thriving begins with discipline first, because when you're disciplined, you thrive. If, if you're not disciplined, you're not going to go anywhere. Nobody ever succeeded from just sitting down and being tired and waiting for anything to come. And the same goes with my foundation as well. Um, if I was just sitting now, I wouldn't have met an awesome person like you to, <laughs> to help me with my um, website and other things that you have also helped me with. I had to get out there and do it. And it's because I believe I was disciplined. There were days where... I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to research. I didn't feel like reading. I didn't feel like writing. And with my profession, I, I write a lot of content, and I have to be disciplined to do that. So thriving for me means discipline. Yeah. Well, God
0: knew I need to hear from you today, because I'm sitting here with my little <laughs> water bottle trying to get my 90 ounces in today. <laughs> so.
1: That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm on my one gallon. I do one gallon a day. Oh, wow.
0: That's awesome. I'm horrible with measurements. I have no idea how many ounces that is. So I just know it's a lot. So kudos to you. (laughs) So you talk about being disciplined. So what are some obstacles that you have faced personally when you've been trying to thrive?
1: So many. (laughs) Um, Starting with the fact that I was born and raised in Liberia, and unfortunately I was born right at the start of that of of a 14-year civil war. Um, But fortunately, that 14-year civil war is what um, has caused me to become really focused and driven. Mm -hmm. Um, The civil war killed between 250,000 to 400,000 people and that yeah that totally devastated my country um during the time of the war i was a, i was a young student um and as we all know you know education plays a major role in our lives um i believe due to the war i was tremendously set back and you know set back in the sense of where i graduated at the age of 18 rather than 16 um, Whenever we went back to school, we had to close schools because there were fighting going on, and it wasn't safe to continue going to school. Um, you know, there was a lot of the, the war caused a lot of corruption, a lot of exploitation of young young people, not just not just the females, but young people as a whole. Um, school system became became a flop, and it's literally still a flop, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and everything, as a matter of fact, became a flop. Um, We actually ranked the eighth poorest country in the world, sadly. Um, And I feel like the lack of opportunities and the poor educational system in my country has um, really stalled me a lot um, in becoming who I was supposed to become. Right now in my thirties, I feel like if I had the opportunities that I have now, um, being able to to get those opportunities from other country, if my country had the same opportunities um, I would be far off, I believe. So the war, I was born right at the start of the war, and that that hindered a lot of my successes. It really took us backward. The school system isn't good. There's nobody to mentor you properly without you being exploited. Um, So I had to seek other opportunities outside of Liberia so that I could go back and give. And that's what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome that you are now, you know, in a position to be able to give back. Yep. Yeah. So what are some of the resources um, that have helped you be able to give back and be able to thrive?
1: Um, again, I would say discipline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that darn discipline. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so being disciplined to stay grounded, you know, and believe in my purpose no matter what the situation is, that has really helped me thrive. Um, I'll give a short story. Um, when I started my master's program in a new country, starting, like, I knew nobody here at all. Well, I do have family, but my families live in different states or just different cities, and they weren't close enough to help me. And I, I did um, bring somebody else, my nanny from back home, who you know would wash me, wash my kids sometimes for me. Um, I was able to bring her along with me. And when it was, you know, I don't know, she got scared or whatever the problem was, but she ran away because um, she knew we had to go back home. You know, <laughs> she knew we had to go back home, and so she ran away. And when she ran away, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to start. Um, here I am with two young kids in a in a brand new country. Well, even though I've been here several times, but have never lived. Um, and now I have a full-time job. I have to go to school full-time. So again, discipline. I had to literally structure my mind to be able to do what I had to do. Um, in terms of my scheduling, in terms of my focus on what I really needed to do, I had to literally write things down. Um, and this has helped me, you know, to never give up, and you know, to keep working to become a better version of myself while working, you know, to um, help others, others become better versions of themselves as well. Um, the children, my children, I would say, and also, you know, the children, um, the children as a whole, the youth as a whole, um, underserved youth, especially, they help me, you know, to they help keep they help me to keep thriving, um, and stay true to my purpose, especially. Knowing how underdeveloped my country is, um, it is. It sounds big for now, but I know once the time reaches, it will be like a regular thing. But I want to be a part of um, the change in Liberia, um, so that you know when when it's, when kids are saying that you know um, I'm a I'm a I'm a minister today in the government or I have my own business, I want them to be able to say ELWF played a major role um, in, in in my upbringing and you know, I want my children to also experience a better life, you know, and and I don't mean a luxurious one, but a life where there are opportunities, um, an environment to succeed and grow, you know, where everyone is equal, Um, you know, all of those things, whenever they cross my mind, they help to keep me focused, they help to keep me grounded, and I realize again why discipline is important, because if I don't focus, if these things aren't in my mind, I won't be disciplined enough to do the work. So yeah. discipline, I would say discipline has helped me, has really helped me thrive. <laughs> yeah.
0: And knowing a little bit about your story and like you shared at the beginning of the podcast, I can imagine how much of a resource your aunt was just by mm-hmm. demonstrating what she did and being the person that she was. Oh
1: yeah, totally, totally, totally. I, and to be honest, I feel like um, some of the reasons for, who I am today and who my mother, um, who she is today is because of her. Um, My mother is a very giving person, Um, not to toot her horn, but (laughs) when I was growing up, I always had a issue with why she just had so many people around, (laughs) you know, and I didn't know at the point, I mean, at the time that she was really helping these people with whether it was schools or medical bill or just food or whatever, you know, she was always helping them. And then, I realized that hmm, growing up with her aunts, you know, and seeing her do these things, it just probably became a norm. And then I found myself doing them because that's what was in my household. And then it, it, it was, it just didn't become a norm anymore. It became a fulfillment, you know, because I would literally feel the energy of people who were really going through problems. And I will put myself in their situation and it will bother me so much, and I will make sure that, you know, whether it was my last, whether I had to beg, I would do it, you know, and I would help that person. Well, it, it didn't have to be the full service, but the fact that I was able to contribute, and seeing that person smile again, it, it just, it really fulfilled me, you know, so up to the day state, even my kids, sometimes it's hard to tell them no. look <laughs> sometimes it's hard to tell them no, and it's, it's just because I don't want to see that sad face and then when I think about how much God has blessed me especially during the war um we, I'm not from a rich family um my family thank God thankfully they can afford you know my mom could afford to put me in better schools back home um provide me with a better lifestyle than others and so I'm sitting down like why why can't this same opportunities you know be giving to other people and now I realize why my aunt you know she was such a charity home I realized that this is the same way she felt whenever she took in another child or whenever she helped a pregnant lady with her medical bills or you know helped a helped an abused child or, or child living in, a, in an abusive home so yeah she also contributed to some of the reasons of my thriving today
0: (laughs) awesome so talk about a legacy I mean so many people that I have talked to during the podcast and just in general conversation they talk about how they're kind of creating this legacy from scratch but it sounds like it's kind of been modeled for generations for you so that's awesome
1: it's so funny because I have never really thought of a legacy <laughs> and, and, and it's not until I think it was two, two or three months ago. Um, cause I'm heavy on, on my religion. I'm a Christian. And so most of the time I listen to gospel music and there's this song called legacy <laughs> and it goes in a way where the guy he's singing, saying that he doesn't want a legacy on earth. Um, because he wants his legacy to be in God's name, which is great. So I was thinking, I said, hmm, you know, we always want to leave legacies behind, um, but I still don't even view this as, you know, as a legacy for me. Um, but I would still say a legacy for me will be, you know, being able to at least help change a person's life. Even if it's one person, mm-hmm. um, I feel like just knowing that Stephanie or ELW Foundation contributed to this person's life, and that's a story that will go on for generation. You know, I feel like that's that it's very powerful, and you know, not just the way they live, but also their mindset. Being able to talk about how much they were changed. Um, how to solve problems, um, how, how, how through the foundation and through me, you know, how impactful their life have become, you know, giving them a different perspective on life. Um, and that would be, that would be a great legacy for me, you know, legacy. When I think about legacy, I don't just think about a business or, you know, I think about impactful things. Mm-hmm. I think about and for some people, it may be generational wealth. Some people, it may be obtaining, um, they, they could be a first-generation um, master's degree holder or a college degree holder, or for some people, it could be you know, starting a, a fund for your kids, you know? But for me, I, I want it to be something that is really fulfilling to me, something that's meaningful, something that's impactful, something that's inspiring, um, not just um, not just a building, but something that can be taught for years and years and years to come. So that would definitely be a legacy for me to know that I created that impact on somebody's life. Awesome. Well,
0: I appreciate how humble you are. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for all the good that you're doing. So you you are very welcome. I love the dreams uh, that you have and just what you're doing to stay disciplined and work towards them.
1: It's hard, but I mean that's where discipline comes. Cause I'm telling you, man, um, especially during a pandemic when we had to stay home and daycare was closed. Oh my God, there were times where I thought I was gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself even having to meditate in my bathroom at um, in the middle of a work day. I had to leave my work and go in the bathroom and just close my ears and meditate, you know, and try to to calm my nerves because I was like, I'm going to kill these kids. (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: you and every other parent in America felt that way.
1: (laughs) But then it's it's also interesting how um, there will be days that I feel so down and I feel so tired, but then all of a sudden get this push and I then I start realizing that if you don't do this work you're not going to succeed um if you don't do this research you're not going to get the information you need then I kick myself like oh there goes discipline again discipline <laughs> discipline <laughs> and then I have to get up and I have to do it and then once I do it I'm like yep it's out of the way I'm done it's yeah. finished I'm done yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So aside from being disciplined, what other tips do you have for anyone who might be looking to start a nonprofit or even just business?
1: Hmm. What other tips? So I would say look at yourself in the mirror, you know, and imagine who you would be if you weren't in, in the situation you're in right now. And um then worked super hard towards it because that's what I did um, when I worked with Brussels Airlines. I I always knew I never I never had interest in working with the airline. So I looked at myself and I was like, are you happy? Like this is this was literally me doing that. I stood up in a mirror in a bathroom at my job. And I asked myself, like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Are you happy here? And I said, no, I'm not happy. Then I told myself, well, these are the things that you you want and these are the things you need to do to start getting onto it. So I'll say, you know, work super hard towards it. Um, it will definitely not be easy, <laughs> but you have to find your purpose and be consistent. You know, um, finding your purpose sometimes isn't, isn't easy because a lot of people, de- you know, depend on their nine to five and not a lot of people have the um, privilege to be able to do what they truly love but and and i'm among those people who don't have the privilege to do what they truly love but (laughs) but god has blessed me to be able to just get up and go and just go by faith and 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 being able to say you know what god for some reason you have pushed me here and i don't understand why you're pushing me here right now but i'm trusting in you and i use God, because I'm a Christian, but it could be whoever that you believe, who whichever higher power that you believe in, you know, continue to focus on your purpose, write down your goals. It's important to write down your goals. I, I write down everything, even my daily goals, like first thing in the morning, I get up, even though I know that there are things to do, but they're all over the place in my head. So I have to visualize my day and then I have to write down those things that I have I have to get done at the end of the day. By the next day, I mean, by the end of that day, I mean, that sheet, what, <laughs> what am I saying? By the end of the sheet, I already know how to plan my next day's goal and that's how I crush them. So I start with daily goals that that are underneath my overall goal. So those daily goals are what's going to help me to achieve the overall goal. So write down your goals, um, you know, and just be very consistent about your goals. Be disciplined. Again, disciplined. (laughs) You have to realize that. I'm the of that (laughs) word tonight. Yeah, you know. And 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 then, uh, you know, I like the question you ask also. So after you have written down your goals, after you have realized that you don't want to be in the this, in this situation you're in while you're working towards it, then now start to picture your legacy. You know, that was something that I never really thought of until a few months ago. Um, my legacy, as I already explained, would be changing somebody's life. For another person, it could be um, generational wealth. It could be having educated children, it could be, it could be becoming a businessman or a businesswoman, you know, but whatever you do, work very hard towards it. Be consistent, be disciplined. And, you know, one major thing I always tell myself, especially when something is so difficult, I always tell myself when, you know, Stephanie, remember, <laughs> it took 13 hours to build a Toyota, and it took six months to build a Rolls uh, a, a Royce. Rose. So, you have to decide, do you want a Toyota or do you want a Rolls Royce? Which one do you want?
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I always I always pep talk myself like that, I, especially with my organization. I always tell myself sometimes when things don't go the way I want it to go, I pat myself and I tell myself, you're a Rolls Royce. You're a Rolls Royce. You're not a Toyota. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Toyotas are strong cars. They're strong cars. But if you want a strong car, and a luxurious car combined, you got to put in that work. I love
0: it, and I'm a car person, so
1: I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, though. That's that In business school, when I was doing my master's, that, uh, my, my, um, My professor definitely said that. There's this one day that we kept complaining, "Oh, you know, schoolwork is so hard and it's so tiring, especially when you have kids." And then he said, "Well, it takes 13 hours to build a Toyota, and it takes six months to build a Rolls Royce. Royce, So you need to understand that." (laughs)
0: That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. So, is there
0: anything else that you'd
1: like to share with our listeners? I think we covered it. I think we covered everything. Um, what I would say is follow and like ELW Foundation <laughs> on Facebook. We are at Lloyd Walker Foundation, and on Instagram we are ELW underscore Foundation. Um, our website is launching pretty soon. And we also have some amazing podcasts that's going to be played on the website. It's going to be hosted on YouTube as well as Podbean. So get with it. You're going to get your life changed. And I'm just looking forward to, you know, serving people, being able to fulfill other people's life so that I can be fulfilled as well. That is literally my happy place. So I'm just looking forward to that.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks to you. I'm going to stay disciplined. And I'm going to be yes. a Rolls Royce. <laughs> so. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. So thank you oh so God. much for all of the great information you shared today. And I'd also like to thank our music sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who produced the music for our podcast. So thank you so much again, Stephanie. It's always great talking with you.
1: Thank you, too. Thank you so much too for having me. I had a lot of fun. Good.